Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football won't be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to the Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your, ve- your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, beefing, first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts. Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by the Believe Podcast Network and presented by betonline.ag, the best sports betting website around. Go over to betonline.ag, use promo code Believe to get 50% up your matching bonus when you make your first initial deposit. Co-host Connor Miles and my co-host Ed Crass, as always. I had to bring in a new voice to the show today because I've been doing this podcast with him for the Jaguars, for Believe in Jaguars. It's former Eagles tight end, former Jaguars tight end, Clay Harbor. Clay, I had to bring you on because, you know, you've been entering yourself back into the Eagles atmosphere of analysts. Uh, you've been giving out your takes on Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, but there's one guy that you haven't spoke about yet, which I thought was really interesting since you played the position. You should know it from a technical standpoint better than anyone. Uh, that's Dallas Goddard. I'm really Definitely. curious to hear what your thoughts are on Dallas Goddard, man, because I think he's recognized, at least in the Eagles fan base, as a type, top 10, excuse me, top five tight end. I wonder what you think about him. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think Dallas Goddard is an amazing player, but I got to I gotta start by saying this, man. I, uh, I have a beef to pick with uh with Dallas Dallas Goddard, right? He was a North Dakota State or South Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He was a South Dakota State tight end. I went to Missouri State University and I pretty much broke all the Missouri Valley Conference uh tight end records. And um I went back to look um like two years ago and they're all gone because Dallas Goddard now has all the Missouri Valley football conference <laughs> tight end records. Yeah, and he torched him. He wasn't even close. So, uh, so Dallas, I, I don't appreciate you breaking all my college records, man, but um, obviously well-deserving. The guy's a beast, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't talked much about Dallas Goddard. So I've given my take on Hertz. You know, Hertz is only 23. He's 23 years old. The two, the two 
quarterbacks everybody's talking about in the draft this year, 23 years old. This guy has done a good job in the time he has had to develop. I think he needs another year. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I talked about Devonta Smith. We'll get into that later. But um, I do think Dallas Goddard is a top five tight end. Um, <clears throat> I'll give you my, my rankings right here. I have Mark Andrews, the best tight end in the league last year. You know, as far as just productivity, the guy can block. Travis Kelsey, you know, nobody can doubt what he does. He's an incredible receiver. He's not blocking as much as he used to, but such a smart player. The things he does on the field, best receiving tight end in NFL history, in my opinion. Um, George Kittle, number three, uh, blocker, can big play guy. I think Kyle Pitts, you know, guy at over 1,000 yards, is a rookie. He's a freak athlete. And not, not far behind Pitts in my book is Dallas Goddard. You know, he's um, – he, he's a great player. And then just to, to quickly, I, I got Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, Gronk is still getting it done, Dawson Knox, and at 10, I got Zach Ertz. But getting back to Goddard, he's um, in tight ends, right? He's 18th in targets. Not great, but he's fifth in yards. So this guy is making the most of his catches. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he graded out at 89% on PFFF, PFF, not PFFF, looks like my old report cards, all of those. <laughs> yeah, he graded out 89. It's great. Four TDs. He he had 13. So 56 receptions, which is a little low for, for Goddard, but right. everybody in front of him had at least five more targets than he did. So he's been he's been doing well. He's gotten good yards, good receptions. I think he left a few plays on the field. He missed he dropped a couple open balls, and he's got good hands. For whatever reason, you dropped a couple open balls. He'll take that into a thousand-yard season next year, I think. Uh, I'd like to get your guys' take on um, if you think he's a uh, top-five tight end. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, but you know, my my question, I guess, Clay, would be the blocking aspect. I mean, tight ends in, in college nowadays seem to really just be used as that extra wide receiver. I don't know what it was like when you were um, back in your playing days in college, but. Um, you don't see them coming in really knowing how to block that well and, and, and you know at the NFL level. You see some. Like I think Jack Stoll, uh, the guy, they, the undrafted rookie from uh, Nebraska last year, I think he can block pretty well. Yeah. But it seems that these tight ends that are coming into the game now are more like that wide receiver type. Um, what, what do you think of that? Did you do much blocking when you were at, uh, you know, in college? In college, I did not do much blocking until my senior year. And coming in, that's becoming less. If you have a, if you have a tight end that's going to get drafted high, most of the time he's a guy that's going to be catching passes. You know, mm-hmm. He's a guy that you want to, want to be out on your routes. But I think, that, I mean, Dallas Goddard's 6'5", 260 pounds. He's a willing blocker. He's not going to be in a ton of your front side of your plays. You're not going to run power, you know, to the strength with him in there, you know, 10 times a game. But he can cut off the backside of his own. You know, he can he can – he can hold his own on the front side of his own, and he's a, he's a solid blocker. I like Goddard in that regard, but like you said, there aren't that many tight ends. Looking down my top ten list, you know Andrews is solid. Kelsey isn't yeah. blocking that much. Kittle's solid. Kyle Pitts is a glorified receiver, in my opinion. Gusecki's mm-hmm. yeah. not blocking. Gronk playing with Gronk and seeing how he plays. The reason I think he's the greatest tight end of all time because this guy can block block like an offensive tackle. It's incredible the way the way Rob Gronkowski blocks and catches the ball and can run. I, I haven't seen a guy in my watching football or playing football that excelled 
so highly in both. Gronk is a phenomenal blocker, and obviously everybody knows about the other stuff he does, catching the touchdowns throughout his career in, in New England and even now in Tampa. The guy had over 800 yards, up over 50 catches. The guy had a great season, still doing it, still getting it done. Mm-hmm. So uh, Gronk, in my opinion, is really the gold standard for tight ends. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we could get into debate who the top five tight ends are of all time. Certainly Gronk is in that mix. And I and I agree with you, uh, Clay, as far as Goddard goes. I think he is top five tight end in the NFL. And uh, a great stat there about his targets versus the yards that he, he picked up. I mean, I, because I think you're going to see more targets for him in 2022. And Nick Sirianni talks about that all the time is this offense runs through 88 and six, you know, obviously Goddard and then Devonte Smith. So, you know, I think if he can stay healthy and that's kind of been, you know, a little bit of a, a trouble spot, you know, he's missed some games, but if he can yeah. stay healthy, I think he can be even better. And he could take that leap from, you know, where you have him ranked at five, which I agree with. I'm assuming Connor does also, mm-hmm. I think he can take that leap into the top, you know, maybe four, uh, even three. I know it's tough with Kittle and Kittle uh, and Kelsey up there. And, yeah, yeah. It's going to be diff- difficult. But if he gets the targets of an increase and he continues with that yards per catch, you know, that yards catching the ball, I I think he could climb higher. I think Clay made a great point about him too in the beginning about the drops though, because he does have a concentration drops problem. And again, that that has a t- some of the top receivers in the league, like Amari Cooper, has concentration drops like no other. I mean, it, yeah. it's a flaw that you can definitely succeed with. And he is, as we're alluding to right now. But I think that's just the one flaw in his game where I would like to see him improve upon is the concentration drops because it's always when he's wide open. He's yeah, wide yeah. open, nobody's around him, and he drops an unfathomable pass. Uh, in Denver, I can think about that one time on the flat. He dropped it uh, a couple times once against Washington. He did it as well when he was wide open. It's, it's there always when no one's around him. And then he'll make the incredible contested catch like no other. So it's just a concentration drop problem. If he If he's able to fix that, he reaches that point where Ed's speaking of, if you ask me. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts' is age 23. I think Goddard's only 26 or 27. So, you know, he's coming into what, you know, a lot of people think is the prime for an NFL career, right? That late 20s, you know, mid to late 20s age group. And the Eagles believe he can be that guy. They gave him a big deal. So, you know, I think he's yeah. definitely a big weapon uh, on this Eagles team. That shout out to Zach Ertz at the end, though, for your rankings. I mean, that's pretty yeah. big if you consider the fact that Zach Ertz – I mean, I don't want to be this guy, Clay, but, you know, yeah. he did replace you. No, absolutely. You got Ertz and you got Goddard, who, um, you know, Goddard broke all my college records. You know, then you got Ertz, who, you know, gets drafted back when I was in Philly, and then I get cut. So, um, you know, the those are the two guys. Like, Man, these two guys. No, but you, you can't you – can't, not state Zach Ertz's greatness, what he's been able to do for in Philadelphia, for Philadelphia, helping with that championship team and just the consistency over years. When they brought in Ertz, I'm like, obviously the guy's not like super flashy. He's not a guy that's good. That's going to crush you in the blocking games, but he's so smart. He's got great hands. And it's like, you, you can't argue with like, Hey, this guy's going to be a special player. You, you, you can see it. And, um, you know, I, res- I respect Zach Ertz, you know, even though that was a guy that yeah, did, um, you know, end my career in Philadelphia, respect the hell out of Zach Ertz, a phenomenal player. And he's still getting it done. I think he'll, he'll have a, a bounce back year this year as well. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to ask you also as well, the benefits of 12 personnel. It seems like the Eagles offense uh, under Nick Sirianni shot away from it, but they're trying to recapture that 12 personnel look that they had under Doug Peterson's tenure. I know Andy Reid had a ton of staples of that as well while you were in Philadelphia. What is the advantage of 12 personnel? Why is it such a coveted, uh, coveted offense for uh, the old school type, type of coaches? You need you need 12 personnel, and I love the 12 personnel with uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz because here's the thing. You can, you can go in a two-tight formation and pound the ball, and then you can split these guys out. You got to have versatile tight ends, though. These tight ends that like Goddard that can play in the slot. Now you got a, now you got a, a linebacker playing in the slot because you have a two you have two tight ends come in as defensive coordinator. You go, oh, okay, they're trying to run the ball. You have a two tight, so let's bring in an extra linebacker. Okay, so they bring in the extra linebacker. Now you split them out. You got a guy like Ertz. You got a guy like you know Kelsey. Guy like Goddard. You got these these tight ends that can do both. Oh man, now they're split out. Now you got the, the linebacker trying to guard someone in the slot. If you bring the two tight ends and they don't respect it and they bring the nickel in, guess what? We're gonna run the ball. You gotta have a guy that can block. You'll take advantage of that that smaller nickel on the tight end, you'll run the ball with the strength. So it's kind of like a chess match, and that's how you use you can bounce in and out of formations, keep the defense on their heels. That's why I always like tight uh, 12 personnel, and that's why I always like to pride myself on the tight end that can do both. If you can't block and catch and run routes, you're kind of mitigating the advantage of having two tight ends on the field because you can't utilize that mismatch for when they bring in a nickel or when they bring in an extra linebacker. Do you, do you think the Eagles have two tight ends that are capable of doing that and being su- successful in 12 personnel? I, I think they need to draft a guy. I think they got some. I think they got some talent there. You know, you got you, you got the former quarterback that could catch some passes. You, you know, Jack Stoll. You got some guys. That could play, but I still think maybe later rounds we try to find a guy that can um, they can really build build on with uh, with being more versatile, be able to run around a little bit. And it seems like it's kind of a weak tight end draft this year. I haven't really mm-hmm. dove into the tight ends too much. There's so much you know flash and pizzazz in these wide receivers in the draft. I mean, I'm I'm over here looking at all these wide receivers, and you got ten wide receivers ranked in the top seventy four on PFF. You know, you got you got four or five six first round grades on these guys so right. it's an incredible wide receiver draft you put them on the spot with that question too that was a really great answer to be honest with you absolutely uh, you know? yeah that, that that tight end that's a converted quarterback tyree jackson i mean he's kind yeah. of been plagued by uh injury the last i like him yeah i as an athlete and as uh, the, the guy's got some size he can move he can obviously catch the ball i went to a preseason game this year I remember sitting there looking up on my phone, who is this guy? I literally looked this guy up and I'm like, this guy was a quarterback? This guy actually, these guys making some plays. I was at a preseason game at the link this year. You know, I'm good friends with uh, TJ Edwards and uh, came out to hang out with him. And uh, wow, this is incredible. This guy's, this guy's just a, a former quarterback and obviously he got hurt, but I like him. Yeah, it's funny because all a lot of us reporters had the same reaction when we i think it was either during otas or it must have been otas when we were allowed <laughs> yeah. to go on the sidelines we're all looking like man, who's this dude number 80 man i think it was number eight. Like, he's huge we're all looking at our rosters Tyree <laughs> jackson quarterback you know we're all shocked because he's so tall he really stands out and then you see like you mentioned his athleticism then you can yeah. see what he does and um, that's how he hurt his back was he made a phenomenal catch during a practice in the end zone, he went up really high and it was right in front of me. I was right beyond the boundary, went up, you know, he skied up for it at six, seven, made a great one handed yeah. snag, pulled it and then landed flat on his back. 
And everybody mm-hmm. thought you just had the wind knocked out of them. But man, it you know, you could hear the thud, you know, all the way over to the link if you were at the link. But I mean, that's how hard he came down. And we thought, oh man, I hope it's just the wind getting knocked out of him. But turned out he broke, I guess, you know, a couple bones in his back and he had to rehab it and then you know tore his ACL when he got his chance late in the season. So hopefully if he can stay oh, healthy, wow. he can be a factor uh in, in in you know the Eagles' plans at some point this season. Yeah, that's a guy. That's a guy who's got some tools that are hard to find for for them to you know bring this quarterback. I, don't, I didn't really watch much of his blocking, but what right. I did see was he was willing. You know, he was a guy that was he wasn't scared. You know, a lot of you bring a quarterback or you know receiver over to tight end. The reason a lot of them can't make because they're you know they don't like the contact. He seemed like he was a willing guy, and you know, hopefully he can rehab it and get back on the field and have a strong show, showing in, in training camp and really help the team. Before we get into this Devontae Smith conversation, though, that was a little good plug by you about TJ Edwards. Uh, that's the guy that the Eagles expect a lot out of, and they gave him a one-year contract extension. The fan base, as you know, you know you're really in, into it on Twitter now lately, uh, wants linebackers. This yes. team needs linebackers. They they crave linebackers. But uh, <laughs> I think the Eagles believe like, – I mean, that contract extension would at least allude to me that they believe that they have something in TJ Edwards. What are your thoughts on him as the Mike linebacker for the Eagles team then? No, I think I think that, that the linebacking crew is, is looking better. Obviously, you got you know Reddick coming off the edge now. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You, you just signed Kazir White, mm-hmm. who I think I think that's a steal. Yeah. And, you know his contract details just came out, but you know I think I think White's a steal. He's he's a little bit faster. He had 145 tackles last year. Um, yeah. He ran a four six. You know the knock on TJ's always been. You know, his speed, you know, he's a 4'8", 4'9", guy. But TJ is so smart, you know, coming out of Wisconsin. The guy, he, he was a quarterback in high school. And Wisconsin, they moved him to linebacker. The guy's just smart, and he, he's crafty, and he knows where he needs to go and what he needs to do. He was one of the best-graded linebackers when he played last season. The guy was leading, leading the team in tackles every week. If you look at when TJ started playing on the defense, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was all him. Look when he when they moved him into the starting lineup, and then look at what the defense started doing. That is a big part of it. TJ, when TJ started playing, that's when the defense started playing better, and the Eagles started winning more games. He's that kind of player. He's a quarterback of the defense, really smart, intelligent guy. You bring in Kaiser White, and you got you got you know uh, Hassan Riddick coming in as well. I think that the linebacking crew went from you know a weakness to a to his strength, obviously, you still got Taylor that can that can come and play as well. But I, I think it's uh it's looking good for the, for a linebacker. I know the fans always want linebackers, but mm-hmm. I really was uh was happy with the move, White, and um, I think it'll be great. It's it's interesting. You you said he was a quarterback. I didn't know that that T.J. Edwards played quarterback. high school quarterback. His best yeah. friend is my cousin Andrew Spencer. So mm-hmm. you go into the games watching Andrew play him him and tj grew up together andrew used to live with them and then we all hung out and stuff so tj was their starting quarterback for four years on varsity quarterback wisconsin played moves a linebacker because that's why he's, he's such a smart player he knows he knows what that what the team's doing so when he's looking over there he's he's looking at the quarterback looking at the formation and that's why he's so so smart at recognizing stuff yeah you see a lot of guys that come into college that change positions like jason kelsey was a linebacker at Cincinnati and then they said all right let's, yeah. let's try it center did you ever did you ever play another uh, position in high school did, did you did you get changed when you arrived at Missouri State I was I was a wide receiver and then I, I played wide receiver my freshman and redshirt freshman year they mm-hmm. moved me to tight end my sophomore season I went from 
barely playing at receiver at Missouri State. I think I had like 10 catches as a freshman, as a redshirt freshman. I'm All-American, 70 catches as a sophomore, just as a, at tight end when they move, me, move my position. That's the whole – if I would, if I had played wide receiver, never. I'm, I might have been second-team all-conference by my senior year. Instead, obviously it's FCS, but um, instead, you know, I'm a fourth-round draft pick, uh, broke all the records, three-time All-American from Missouri State because I went from tight end to uh, – from wide receiver to tight end. Cool. Yeah. So you made these comments, uh, Devontae Smith is an elite, which I I mean, I think it's fair to say that right now. I think it's completely fair, but you did get a lot of heat for it uh, oh, from the Eagles fan base as well. But also, I, from talking to you, knowing you, I know that Twitter has a limit on characters of how you can explain your, your thought process behind that. But give us your take on Devontae Smith and where he needs to improve upon and what kind of receiver the Eagles have in him. Okay, so I said, I said my, my, my actual tweet was, Devontae Smith is not a superstar receiver. Mm-hmm. To me, to be a superstar, you have to be, to be considered a superstar, you've got to be the top 10 in your position. I don't think he's in the top 10. I think he's right outside the top 20. I think he's flirting on getting in the top 20. I think he can move up. He was a rookie. You know, what I, what I think Devontae, so you look, at, you look at Devontae Smith on PFF, he graded out as a 77. That's Okay. Um, he was fifth, though, fifth, the fifth most deep receptions of anybody with receptions of over 20 yards last year. So he's getting the ball downfield. That's the type of receiver you want. You know, stretch defense. He had, he had 12 catches and um, hit the sixth highest depth of target. You know, take what you want with those, with, with those stats. But what they tell me is he's a downfield threat. You want a downfield threat. You know, he's, he's a guy that can run routes and stretch a defense. He had 64 catches. 916 yards, five touchdowns as a number one receiver. To me, you got to improve. Now you're you're 25th in in yards as a number one receiver. You got you got to you got to improve on that, right? You got you got to be better than that if you're number one receiver. Obviously, he's a rookie. I think he will improve. He's 175 pounds. I think he needs to bulk up a little bit. He's got obviously look at his numbers in Alabama. I mean, the guy was a Heisman Trophy winner, right? Uh, um, he, he had 1,800 yards, 25 touchdowns, incredible college career. Nobody can, nobody can take that away from him. But I want to see more. You're, you're a guy that gets drafted that high coming out of the draft. You're, you know, whatever. 900 yards, great rookie year. 60 catches, great rookie year. He's not a superstar yet. He's got some work to do. I think that he's he's got he runs great routes, right? He, he runs great route, but then I'll watch one of those. He'll run 10 great routes. Then twice in a row, he's going to, he's going to round a dig route or something. I think he's capable of running some of the best routes in the league, his hands. He'll catch a couple balls, you know, natural balls. And then, then you'll see him try to catch a ball with his body, or maybe he, he, he drops, you know, a pass here or there. I think he had a good season. I think he can be great, but I, I need to see more from him in the second season. And obviously, you know, people are saying, okay, well, is it the fact he didn't have a big time, you know, receiver on the other side of him? Is it the fact that Jalen Hurts was struggling to get him the ball? I don't know that, but I think this year the Eagles will draft a receiver with one of their first round picks and you'll have that guy on the opposite side. You're going to have Dallas Goddard on the inside so you're going to have a lot of opportunities for these receivers. You're not going to be able to cheat coverage one way or another. I think it's a big year for Hertz and for Smith to really see what kind of players they are. 
when you were with the Eagles to start off your career, they had still young receivers in Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson still coming into their own. Yes. Uh, they're still trying to figure out quarterback because it was supposed to be Kevin Cobb. He went down. Then Vic came out of nowhere, exploded onto the scene. They had to roll with him. Yeah. His arm, obviously, as you know, is a lot more live than Jalen Hurts. But when you saw, you got to see the receivers build chemistry with the quarterback uh, as the season went on because they weren't all there right away because they weren't expecting Vic to be the starter. Yeah, the offseason. You see Jalen Hurts' second-year starter. You see rookie and Devontae Smith. When you're going back and you're watching this stuff and you're making this analyst, do you, how how like do you how much do you blame Hurts for the lack of production for Devontae Smith or those issues you're speaking about with Devontae Smith? Because when I, when I go back and watch the film, I see him frustrated a lot. I see him trying to, you know, when you're saying he's not he's doing some weird things with his routes, or he's not doing the route that he was accustomed to doing. It seems to me that he's trying to get, just get open for his guy because his guys running around in the pocket. Because Jalen Hurts, as we know, he builds from a clean pocket a lot so i think you have to you know move around and navigate around open field for the quarterback um when you were watching deshaun jackson jeremy macklin try to get acclimated to michael vick do you think that's like the same issues the eagles are facing this up this past season with uh jalen hurts and Devontae smith i know they played together in college but it's different level it's in the nfl and you're establishing a new offense with nick sirianni's system Uh, i think chemistry was definitely an issue there no absolutely and you got to realize what type of quarterback you got so Devontae Smith and, and Jalen Hurts do have some um, some background though. They they played together in college. So for me, it's not it should be a little bit quicker than most. You do have some familiarity with this guy. You, you play with him, you know him, you play with him in college, you guys had a great season together. And um, you know, Devontae Smith did get 101 targets last year. That's a lot of targets. I mean, that's still a lot of targets. He has 64 catches on 101 targets. He only had three drops on uh, PFF, which is actually, you know, 64 catches, three drops. It's, it's not, it's not bad. Obviously you want to see, you know, maybe one, two drops, but three drops is great. But I did, you just need more from what I seen. They just need to be more crisp. You don't see, obviously it's not Devontae's ball, but it's fault, but right out the break, you know, he's running a 15 yard comeback. You need the ball right out the break, you know, 15 yard and you need the ball right out the break. Hopefully they can work through that in um, in training camp. You know, Devontae didn't have a training camp with the Eagles last year. You get more familiar with the guy. And you gotta you gotta realize like, a guy like Vic, he's gonna extend the play to five, six, seven seconds. Scramble rules. Get comfortable with what he wants you to do, which way he likes to scramble. Do you want to go deep? Do you want to come short and get on the same page with that? And I mean, you look at Patrick Mahomes, how many of his plays are extended plays? that have been six, seven with Tyreek Hill, six, seven seconds after the ball snap, five, six, seven seconds after the ball snaps, he's making these big time plays. So that's some, that's something that Hurts has to take advantage of. He's never, never going to be as good as some of these guys right out the break, uh, as crisp as some of these guys, but he can do other things that they can't extending the plays. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Clay. I don't think Devontae Smith is a, He's not a superstar player yet. I think he has the ability to get there. I was, you know, I really was, uh, thought he might go over a thousand yards receiving. I, I really thought he had that ability. And maybe, you know, if he if, if he latches on to some of those targets and has maybe, you know, another 10 catches, he's over a thousand yards. You know, the Eagles haven't had one of those receivers in, well, I guess since 20, was it 2014, I think? Jeremy Macklin was the last receiver. Wow. I know Zach Ertz went over a thousand yards one year, I think 2018, but 
a wide receiver of a wide value. receiver. Yeah. Yes. And in this pass happy NFL, that that is a stunning stat when you think about it. And I thought Smith probably should have gone over a thousand yards. And I know a lot of that stuff you're saying about hurts right on. And I think also, you know, they're a run based offense this year after, you know, the first five, six games, they can transition to more of a run based team. And um, I, listening to Jeffrey and Howie's words coming out of the owners meetings down in Palm Beach this week, it really seems like they're intent on changing that and they want to be a better passing team. And to do that, Devontae Smith has to go over, in my opinion, a thousand yards receiving for them to do that. And then maybe he starts to reach that superstar level. But right now he's not. I mean, I know he set the record for the most yards receiving by a rookie passing to Sean Jackson, but he had did it in that extra game. He was still behind Deshaun after 16 games and mm-hmm. that 17th game is what pushed him into that record. But to me, to become that superstar, you you got to start churning out some thousand yard seasons here. I think you even need to up that up your touchdown total as well. Five touchdowns to me. I think you need to be up closer to eight touchdowns, ten touchdowns before you can say, hey, yeah, he's a superstar. Absolutely. One hundred percent agree with you on that. All right, Clay, because you're used to getting this question a lot. So I feel like I can spurn this on you real quick. Yeah. When you were with the Eagles, yeah, you know, it was Vic was the guy, but he had injuries. So there was a, a different types of quarterbacks in there at multiple periods of times, uh, especially in 2012, Nick Foles, you know, Vince Young. Uh, it was supposed to be Kevin Cobb. You, ha- My point is, you were, when you were with the Eagles, they shuffled through quarterbacks. Yeah. Why do you believe – I don't know if you do believe this, but I'm just going to ask you right now. Do you think they should build a Jalen Hurts and give him time to avoid that shuffle that they had prior with the quarterback position? Because – uh, I, I think that's what they're looking at if they don't ride this out with Hurts. Yeah, here's here's the deal. This is this year will tell you what you need to know, in my opinion. This year will tell you what you need to know. You we all agree they're gonna take a receiver somewhere in the somewhere in the draft, you know, at least first, mm-hmm. second round, I think. You're gonna get another playmaker receiver. You got Smith, O-line is looking good. You got Dallas Goddard, top five tight end. Okay. All right. This is this is not used to that. Now it's your second year. What are you going to do? So this this year is huge for Jalen Hurts. You've, you've got the pieces in place for him. He's only 23. Got the pieces in place. This year is huge for him. I say you give all in this year. If he struggles this season, has another year like he did last year, you know, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. You know, not that great of a 87 rating, just middle of the pack to lower pack. Maybe you miss the playoffs. Maybe you get bounced in the wild card round like you did last season. Then I think you have an opportunity. You look what's out there, free agency. You look and you see what's in the draft. And if there's somebody you like, you go get them. But if he can do what I think he can do this year, last year I thought he left a lot out in the field. He's more comfortable. Got a full offseason with Devonta and and um, Goddard and the rest of his receivers. If he can do what I think he can do this year, and they can have a good offense, and you got a good running game still, you, you mix this running game with a good passing game with these big playmakers on the outside to go with Goddard. This offense, in my opinion, the NFC East is there to be taken. NFC East is there to be taken. Obviously, Dallas. You got Carson Wentz with the. With the commanders, the giant. What have the Giants done to get better? I think this is this is easily not easily, but this is a winnable division for the Eagles. They've gotten better on defense. Their linebacking core. We got a good pass rusher. 
You bring in a good receiver in the draft. I think this is a winnable NFC East this year. You go into the playoffs, and if if Hurts doesn't do that, if he doesn't improve, and if the Eagles don't win the division, they don't make a you know win a playoff game, then I think you're in your rights to start looking for other quarterbacks. But at this point, you draft this guy, gave him a year. He's only 23. It's too soon to do that. Give him this season. Give him everything you can. Do everything you can to help him win games and to mature and improve. And if he doesn't, it's on him. But this year, which I think he will, play well, improve, and I think you could have a quarterback for the next 10 years. And being within multiple organizations, I wanted to ask you this personally since you would understand this more more so than other former players. How hard is it to implement a new coaching staff and a new system? Like, how long? Where do you really see the progress from that? Because it was only year one with this Nick Sirianni system, new head coach, first time head coach, uh, new defense, new defense coordinator. When with you been in different organizations, how long have you noticed it usually generally takes to really establish that system so the players can thrive in it? So, like when Chip came in, I felt like the the Eagles. Took the off, took the league by storm because nobody really seen any uh, an offense like that that first year with uh, you know the mixture of Vic and Foles and kind of took the second year took the off took the league league by storm. But as far as a player, it's tough. You have to learn a whole new system. You're coming in. I think having a, a second year in the system is huge. Knowing you get to really dive into the idiosyncrasies of each route of each play and you get to really progress those plays once you have a system in place. When you have to move in and and digest an entire new system, it's difficult because you, it's more superficial. You find out what you need to do, all right, and you'll know what you need to do. But once you have a system in place for a couple of years, you go, okay, let's take a deep dive into this. So this is the whole concept of the route. Now you know the route as a whole. You know what everything means, what everything does, and you can start playing a smarter, more confident level of football because you know everything that goes around you. I think some players can do that with a new offense, smarter players, but young players, guys that don't know how to pick up an offense, it's a little more difficult. So I think it's great. The second year will be a big improvement for these guys. They've, they know the system. Now they're going to be able to take a deep dive and look at each play, look at each different level of this playbook and really understand it on a higher level. That's that's kind of where I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, this is uh, will be his second year in Nick Sirianni's system. And, a lot's been made that, you know, he's had a different offense for the last six years, right? You know, he had a, different guys in college every year. Uh, Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma his last year. And then he comes in, he's got Doug Peterson, and now he's got Sirianni. So I think, you know, that's a, that, that speaks well of Hurts. I mean, he's got every advantage. You mentioned everything that's been put around him. Now his second year in the same system. I mean, these are big advantages for him that if he doesn't take, a, take you know, full advantage of them, then – then you're right. Then the Eagles, what do you do next at quarterback? If he does take advantage of them, you know, maybe they do have something for the next 10 years. That's a long time for a quarterback. You know, you don't see many of them. I mean, you know, he's all 23. The great, right. He's 23. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's another thing to his advantage. He's young. You know, he still has a, a future ahead of him, you'd assume. But um, he's got to take advantage of these things, I think, if he wants to, you know, be that guy for the next decade. No doubt. Absolutely. All right, so that does it for former Eagles outside linebacker Clay Harbor. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I couldn't help myself. <laughs> you could have said former Southwest Conference record holder. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Harvard. that's a little harsh. That's a little harsh. <laughs> Dude, just to set those records is awesome, though. You know, I mean, records are meant to be broken eventually, right? They don't stand forever. So, you know, just to have them at one point is, is tremendous. No, yeah, a- thanks, thanks a lot, Dallas. Took all my records and Earth took my job. Man, these these Eagles guys, man, it's tough. I apologize for my dog in the in the background. He oh, he heard bro, you, you that. he heard you making fun of me with the with the outside <laughs> linebacker, so he got a little angry. <laughs> so for everybody that missed that uh, little sound bit, I put in a couple of episodes back. Chip Kelly tried to move Clay Harbor to outside linebacker from the tight end position. Yeah, when he first came yeah, to Philadelphia, I told I, you that story. I told you that yeah, you story. did. I took a clip of that and I put it on our pod because I was like, I gotta, I gotta let Eagles fans hear how crazy Chip Kelly was. This is an example right here. <laughs> I, wish, oh, yeah. I wish you, I wish you'd have told me that in a locker room play back in the day. I mean, I would have had myself a, a pretty good story there, you know. But uh, I get it, you know. Uh, OTAs, man. He had me playing outside linebacker, then I went up to his office and he had the open door policy. I'm like, hey, I want you to let me go. Like, I'm, I'm I want to play tight end. He starts going over all the teams in the league that I can't play for. He doesn't think I can play tight end league. I'm like, hey, man, just release me. I'm, I skip the next couple OTA practices. I'm like, hey, like I don't want to be here and play outside linebacker. Finally brings me back, and I'm playing tight end. Then after the first preseason game, I have a good game. He moves me to wide receiver. I'm playing Z receiver behind Deshaun Jackson. And I'm like, dude, this is crap. I'm trying to lose weight, and then I'm the I'm the I'm the 54th cut. I'm the I'm the last, the final cut of the whole season. End up signing with Jacksonville. They're first in the waiver wire because they were the worst team in the league. First game of the season, I catch a 15-yard pass against the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. I'm like, wow, this NFL is crazy. That's my old coach right there. I'm like, hey, coach, hey, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah, uh, I mean, wow. not for the part where Chip Kelly is kind of an asshole, but the rest of it is pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is Clay Harbor. I think we're going to have to have Clay on for more episodes to discuss the Eagles. That's Definitely. for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're all, Clay's also doing the Believe in Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, discussing Doug Peterson, our old friend again, with me as well. Tune into that also. And all of Clay's other ventures at ClayHarbs82 on Twitter. That's the, where you yep. can find him for sure. And yeah, great, yeah. great football takes lately. Love it. Yeah, Love that you're back it, in the guys. Yeah. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. Thanks, Clay. Awesome. All right. yep. See you guys soon. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.